Who doesn't love a payday? Am I right? Well, listen, life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so your payday shouldn't either. And with Earn In, it doesn't have to. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period, so you don't have to wait until your next check comes through. All you do is download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. This app would have been a game changer for me in college when rent was due or I wanted to go out with friends. I felt like I was always waiting for my next check to drop, so this would have been a game changer. EarnIn has over 3.5 million customers and countless reviews about how the app gives customers financial peace of mind, which is really awesome. Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in couple things under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Couple things under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Don't let anyone tell you that long-distance relationships can never work. They can, and they work every single day. The whole time I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I wish Josh was here. It would be so mm -hmm. much more fun. I don't know. The next time I'm going to see you, that was really hard. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to couple things with Sean and Andrew. Good to have you back. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time with us. This is some, some of Sean and I's favorite time that we get to spend together. Yeah, this usually ends up... In an argument. In sometimes. an argument or in like the best day ever. So That's right, yeah. it, there's no middle ground. Yeah. It's like our therapy, but we have no mediator, which is dangerous. So it's just the Wild West out here. It kind of is. So today's topic was actually submitted by Allison. And uh, here's what she had to say. Hey, East family. Um, so as you can tell, I'm in the military. Both my husband and I are active duty naval officers. Um, so we've spent a lot of time apart, months at a time on opposite sides of the globe. So my episode idea is dealing with distance. Hope you all are well. So first of all, Allison, to you and your husband, thank you for your service. We're forever indebted to you and couldn't be more thankful. Second of all, the topic of long distance relationships has come up a lot. Yeah, every time we've asked you guys on Instagram to submit videos, all of you guys, or not all of you because you're not all long distance, but you know what I mean. A lot of you guys have asked us to talk about long distance. We did long distance for a while and I still feel like our relationship, even though when we're together, we spend literally every waking second together, which we should probably do a podcast on that. Spending, what would... It's like the opposite of long distance. It's like attachment. Somebody, please help me. Get me out of here. <laughs> what's the, what's that kidding, movie? Never That's mind. hilarious. Um, so funny. Anyways, I do feel like we lead a relationship where we're basically attached to the hip. But when we aren't, we do kind of lead a long distance relationship just because we're always traveling. You with the NFL. Yeah. I mean, early on when we dated, we were long distance. I lived in Iowa. You lived in Nashville. I was traveling... 75% of the year. Yeah. Here's the thing I feel like we should preface this whole thing with. Your and I story is kind of an extreme example where Absolutely. the NFL is like known for being last minute and, and spontaneous. 
but I think there's lessons that can be learned from our story that apply to most long distance relationships out there. Preach it, babe. Preach it. Let's set the context of the beginning of our relationship, what that looked like, because that was, that was the most long distance that we, the most time we spent apart. Yes. You know? So when we dated, I mean, we met in California when I was living in Los Angeles and you were living in Nashville, Tennessee, going to Vanderbilt University. And then it was a few months later when we really started dating. I was still living in Iowa and you were living in Nashville. And we, back then, I think we saw each other once a month for probably three or four days. Yeah. We were super fortunate because I had the stricter schedule between mm-hmm. us two. You were you were working in Iowa, but you had the flexibility to come see me. And so I was fortunate in the sense that you made it a priority to come and visit me and make it no longer than one month in between us being able to see each other. So mm-hmm. that was huge, I think, you know. I could go on a complete tangent right now because it just like sparked a thought. What what's the tangent? The priority. So I am going to say this and then I want to come back to long distance. But I think one of the things that makes long distance work, but makes any relationship work, is I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in with the mentality of like, oh, we don't live in the same place. Oh, it's just not the right timing. This isn't going to work. You know, it's a sacrifice, whatever. So it's probably just not meant to be, which we have to do the podcast on meant to be in the one because yeah. That's a big topic. Yeah, it is. But we kind of, yes, certain things have to be lined up to make relationships work. So certain timing needs to be in line. But for the most part, I don't believe that timing is really a thing because you can always be busy. You can always make an excuse. You can always have something going on. You know, you both might be in the military and living on – opposite ends of the earth but if you make it a priority and if you like throw in the commitment side of it of like I'm going to do this you can make anything work but I kind of disagree with you because I do think timing plays a big part in the sense that you have to be mature enough to realize that a this person is worth me uh, making a priority out of them and B realizing how important it is okay you know what I'm saying I would okay so I would agree that you have to be on the same wavelength as far as, like, I want to do whatever it takes to make this work. As far as, like, where you are in your life, like, career-wise, money-wise, that stuff, I don't think that matters. It can make it easier, though, sometimes, you know? Who doesn't love a payday? Am I right? Well, listen, life doesn't happen biweekly, so your payday shouldn't either. And with Earn In... It doesn't have to. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period so you don't have to wait until your next check comes through. All you do is download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. This app would have been a game changer for me in college when rent was due or I wanted to go out with friends. I felt like I was always waiting for my next check to drop, so this would have been a game changer. EarnIn has over three and a half million customers and countless reviews about how the app gives customers financial peace of mind 
which is really awesome. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in couple things under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Couple things under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I actually, I yeah, pulled up some stats Easy here. relationships aren't good relationships. So I would define love as, I'm curious what you think about this, as the willingness to sacrifice. Absolutely. Which brings us full circle back to where we started this whole conversation. This is going to be an, like a debate conversation. I can already feel it, which is great. But from day one, when I met you, I mean, not day one, because if they've heard our story, it took nine months. So nine months in one day. Thanks to you. Um... And no, there was not a kid involved, by the way. Some of you guys have been like, nine months? Is there a secret child out there? No. Anyways, nine months and one day later, I made the decision. I was like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to do anything I can to give our relationship the best shot. And for me, that meant, you know, whenever I did have free time, figuring out a way to come to Nashville or to be where you were and... Whether that meant, I mean, how many times did I drive 13 hours from Iowa to Nashville? Wow. You know, a to lot. see you. And even if it meant only seeing you for one day over the course of two months, I knew that was a priority of mine because I wanted to give our relationship the best shot. And I think a lot of people get caught up in thinking, if I'm only going to be able to see you one day in two months, maybe it's not even worth it. And I think I just went into the relationship with that opposite mentality of, no, it is worth it. It's worth that shot. Wow. You really love me, huh? I did. It is interesting, though, when you think about the sacrifices that I think need to be made or can be made, where when we met before you ghosted me, you were in a hectic time in your career, right? Mm -hmm. And you didn't have that perspective of wanting to make me your priority. But then fast forward... And when you did decide after that nine months that you wanted to make our relationship a priority, you put your career on hold, right? So there is kind of like one or the other for you. It was either you're all in on your career or you're all in our, in our relationship. I'm not saying, again, this is a convoluted no, I, topic because I did not expect out that from Sean as the female. Like I was just in a spot where I had a coach that expected me to be at practice every day at 2 p.m. You didn't have No, that. absolutely. And I'm, I agree with it. I'm just trying to put it into a perspective for people listening of like, it would be so easy for someone listening to be like, oh, well, I can't put my career on hold. Right. And I agree with that. I agree that a lot of people can't. I was in a place where I could, which was amazing. But I do think there are things you can do, whatever situation you are in, to sacrifice for one another and to prioritize one another to make long distance work, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, thinking about it, thinking about where we both were in life, we were on opposite ends of the spectrum. You were in college. You had, you know, something every hour of the day starting from 4 a.m. practice. I wasn't working. I was, you know, self-sufficient because of the Olympics. I, I you know, had the means to just take care of myself and we just 
we're living completely different lives, which right then and there would have been so easy for us to say, this timing doesn't work. Like, you're not, and I'm not, like, on the same level. But we both had the mentality, and we were in the, the mind space of... Do whatever it takes. Yeah. I'm curious, though, the desire for you to sacrifice all that you did mm -hmm. um, for our relationship, if that was a request that came from me, <laughs> uh, I don't think it would have ended the same way. You know, if, if, if I would have said, Sean, you're the one with the more flexible schedule. You need to become visiting me. Obviously, I'd probably say it more gently than that. But it was like a, it was a realization that you had on your own. And I think that's important for like, again, the self-awareness, which we talk about a lot of you to say, hey, I am in the more flexible position. And this is a relationship that I really care about. So I'm going to do what I can to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I agree with that. Had you requested it or expected it, I probably would have ran. Yeah. And vice versa. I think if we, if I would have expected you or requested from you to, like, you know, sacrifice football or sacrifice your education or yeah. whatever, you would have run as well. But I think, I mean, we've always talked about that. Expectations is a huge thing. If you don't come into a relationship accepting that person for who they are and what they are and the place that they're in, then it's not a relationship that's going to work. So let's go back to Allison. Yeah. Who if, both of them are an active duty military. Exactly. That's nuts. So if, if you come into that relationship expecting one or the other person to be like, you know, I'm in the military. The only way I'm going to be able to see you, the only way we might be able to have a family is if one of you quits or resigns. That's not a relationship that can work because you're not accepting each other for who they are. Yeah. I've gotten that a lot with the NFL. You know, the lifestyle of a long snapper in the NFL is we bounce around a lot. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people will be like, well, how do you put up with it? And I would just kind of chuckle and be like, what do you mean put up with it? It's his dream. It's his career. It's his life. I, I, married, I married that. I chose that. And it's my job as your wife, as your significant other, whether you're dating or, or married, to support you yeah. in your dream and vice versa. I think we were super fortunate. Um, I, and I, I'm, I'm really thankful for this, that... Throughout our whole relationship, we've had this foundation of trust where there was never a question that Sean's not doing everything she can to make this relationship work or to make it the best relationship that it could possibly be. And there was, I don't think you had a question in your mind that I was doing the same, right? And so mm -hmm. I just think that affected so many, it set us up for success in the sense that there were not, there weren't those expectations of, Sean could be doing more and I could be seeing her more. Mm -hmm. And there was just like this mutual support of, Oh, you know what? Sean needs to go away for four weeks to film this TV show or I eat mm -hmm. to work. I support that. This mm -hmm. is her, just like you were saying, this is what she wants to do. I, I can make the sac, I can make my personal sacrifice of the selfishness that I have of wanting to see her to support that dream of hers. Well, and I think that's really hard with relationships is 
Well, okay. Talk about communication. So Jordan and Chris talked about communication a lot. Yeah. I think the best thing you can do for long-distance relationships of any kind, whatever situation you're in, is having such great open communication of this opportunity came up. I'm really interested in it. I want to know how it makes you feel. I want to know what you think of it. How can we make this work? Yeah. I feel like so many times people within long-distance relationships, something will come up and you either, you know, A, don't feel the need to tell your significant other who's living on the other side of the globe just because it's kind of like, oh, I shouldn't, there's no reason. I don't want to burden them with this. Or B, you kind of make a decision on your own without them, which is very likely. I mean, again, you're not living in the same place. It's so easy to just be like, oh, I'm just going to decide this on my own. But I think the best thing for long-distance relationships is almost over-communicate and make your, your significant other involved in everything. Again, I think I, dis- I disagree with you in some sense. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. Because How do we make long-distance <laughs> I agree with you that there are crucial things that need to be communicated about. But you and I both know couples who destroy the relationship and undermine it by texting 24 seven, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then you're a slave to your phone and it just becomes this nasty, frustrating, uh, I under, no, one person is typically more into the texting than the other. You know what I'm saying? I hate, I hate that. And again, I'm super fortunate that you were busy enough for us not to be in that situation where it was like, um, I'm I'm texting you 5,000 times a day and including you in every meal I have. And, and that's obnoxious. I just realized I'm trying to interrupt you a lot, and I totally apologize. That's why I laughed. You're passionate about this? I am. Go ahead. So the relationship I came from before you, we had that type of relationship of, like, texted each other every waking second of the day, and it doesn't work. That does not work. Yeah. Because based on your mood or their mood or just whatever, you interpret things wrong. If they don't respond immediately, then you're like, oh, what's wrong? What's, like, all of this. When we started dating... It was one of the first things you said to me. I don't know if you remember that. But you're like, I'm not going to text you. It's not something I do. Don't expect it. It's just, like, it's just my way. And I remember being almost offended at first because, again, I had come from such polar opposites. But it ended up working out so well because I wasn't constantly looking at my phone all day saying, oh, is he thinking of me? Is he wanting to talk to me? We would have one phone call, long phone call, or FaceTime at the end of every day where I was so excited to tell you about everything. Yeah. And I wasn't like, oh, well, why did you text me this and use a period? Or, it just you gets know, so arguing. Ugly. Exactly. And it became such this beautiful thing of, like, every night I knew we were going to debrief our day. I was going to tell you about the opportunities that came in, and we were going to talk through them, and... It was just such a great way for us to communicate all of it. So we're talking a lot about the positives of the po- <laughs> the potential positive effects of yeah. a long distance relationship. Ours was not always that pretty. We could touch on that in a second. But I wanted to read some stats okay. that I pulled up about long distance relationships in the United States. So 14 million couples define themselves as having a long distance relationship, which Dang. is a lot. Three. 
1.75 million married couples are in a long distance relationship. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Married couples. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do it. Nearly one third of all long distance relationships are college relationships, which makes sense yeah. when you think about transitioning from high school yep. to college and people or even are going college to, to career. Yeah. 75% of all engaged couples have been in a long distance relationship. Um, and 10% of all marriages in the, in the United States started out as, as long distance relationships. So that's kind of the general stats. Okay. Here are some more. Four and a half months is the average time before a long distance relationship breaks down. Okay. I get that. 40% of all relation of all long distance relationships end with a breakup and 70% of all failed long distance relationships fail due to unplanned changes, which to your point are, uh, those unplanned changes are probably like followed or prefaced by a bread crumb of, I'm sorry, bread crumb, (laughs) a trail, (laughs) a trail of bread crumbs where one person is just not informing the other person of these upcoming changes. Right. Obviously not everything can be planned, but I think very rarely does something happen overnight out of the blue. I mean, unless it's the NFL. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, I think if you have that open relationship in the sense of communication where you're talking through, oh, I got a hint of this at work today, that like an opportunity could take me across the globe or to a different city or whatever. I think if you start, if you just have that communication with someone, it prepares you and gets you ready for those things. But... I don't know. I would say the NFL lifestyle is one of the greatest blessings we've ever gone through because it's a career that forces you to have to live on your toes and to just be okay with stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the NFL, to give you guys the idea, we would be on vacation in Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago. That was epic. And we would get a call at 11 p.m. at night saying, you have a tryout at 6 a.m. in New York City tomorrow. Or you're signed to Kansas City Chiefs, and you have to report at 6 a.m. tomorrow. And that's up and moving our entire life within hours. And I think, again, if you if you have that foundation in your relationship of, I'm going to support my significant other, their dreams, their careers, their aspirations. I'm not going to hold back who it is they want to be as a human being. If you both have that mentality, then it just works. Because for me, it was a no-brainer. It was like, oh, his dream is taking him to Kansas City. Awesome. Yeah. Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute. I listened to a few episodes, and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and the Netflix show, Brainchild, so these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning 
really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. So it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. So one of my favorite brands is Third Love. I love all of their bras. I have so many of them. It's one of the only bras that really fits me. Uh, Boobalicious here. I recommend them to all of my friends. It's super easy to get started. You take this quiz. It's called the Fit Finder to find your perfect fit. You answer a few simple questions to find your size based on breast size, shape, fit issues. For me, my straps always fall off, and so it asks one of those questions and it fixes it. Then Third Love will find your perfect bra fit and style for your body. And it even has like the perfect fit promise. They give you 60 days to wash it, wear it. If you don't love it, you return it and it's always free. It's hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com couple now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash couple for 15% off today. All right, so listen, getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. Andrew and I have really been focusing on uh, better self-care, lowering our stress, our anxiety, raising our energy levels throughout the day, especially the new year, and especially after the new baby. It's been a little bit challenging. So we decided to start using Noom. Noom teaches you the psychology behind the decisions you make and helps you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. What's been the best part for us is that Noom actually connected us with a personally assigned like goal specialist and a community of other Noomers. So we all have like the support we need to keep going with our Noom program. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com forward slash couple. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com forward slash couple to start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com forward slash couple. Speaking of diet, let's talk about Daily Harvest. Okay, let's face it. New Year's resolutions don't always stick, especially the ones that focus on health because... Those require the most work. This new year, I'm doing my best to get back to my pre-baby body, but it is challenging. You can enjoy daily harvest year-round as a quick solution to get the fruits and vegetables you need every day. They harvest organic fruits and vegetables at their peak and freeze them within 24 hours to lock in their nutrients. Everything stays fresh until you're ready to enjoy it. You can choose from more than 65 different options like smoothies, hearty soups, harvest bowls, overnight oats, I personally love the smoothies, especially the cold brew and almond one. It's so good. Um, It's my favorite way to start the day, and they are so easy to make. Whether you're at home, at your desk, or on the go, Daily Harvest is the easiest way to have a delicious and nutritious meal or snack. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code EASTFAM to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code EASTFAM for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. I think about frequently um, the backgrounds that each of us had and how fortunate we are that we found each other because I'm not sure there's another woman who would have the patience that you did 
over the five years that I was bouncing around in the NFL um, and could have put up with it. But your background was you started traveling the world solo at age 12. You left your parents, you left your home. And so you were kind of used to the instability. And mm -hmm. it's like, we, that would have been a tough five years had you had you expected us to be in one place all the time. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I'm I'm just thankful. Thank you. So am I. But I'm trying to relate it to like the average nine to five job. And I feel like so many people put restraints on themselves and their relationships because they have this vision growing up as a kid of I'm going to go, and this is just an example, but I'm going to go to high school. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to find my spouse in college. We're going to get married. We're going to have these jobs. We're going to stay in these jobs in this city and raise our family and have two kids and name them this, and they're going to go here. I feel like so many people restrict their relationships by thinking that if anything happens outside of that vision, it's wrong. Or it's going against what they're supposed to be doing. When I believe your vision could be 100% wrong and you're actually not doing what you're supposed to be. And so for us, I had visions. I had plans of like, we're going to live here and do this and whatever. But in an instant, it has changed a thousand times for us. Yeah. And we've ended up in careers that we never planned living in places we've never planned, but it's been so incredible. So to summarize that ramble that I just went on, I think if you can just go with the flow as hard as it is. Enjoy the spontaneous is what yes. I'm getting from you. That's the fun part of life, I feel like. Yeah. If you have a random opportunity to go to New York, but your husband or your wife has this job that they feel passionate about in their city, I would challenge that significant other to be like, you know what? I'll look for a new job in New York City. Let's run with it. A lot of times things are complicated, but I get that, yeah. Things have been complicated we, with us every time. Every time. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. you make it work. We, uh, we were fortunate to talk with a couple other couples who had experienced long-distance yes. relationships. Everyone knows that finding the perfect T-shirt with, like, the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant, and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. Let's hear what they had to say. What's the hardest thing about doing long distance? I think just not getting to see each other. Like, 
I think I think that's the hardest thing for me or or like you know I I hate being like I I always like it's hard for me to fully experience an awesome thing without Josh like so when I would get to go mm-hmm. on a cool trip or something I'm just like the whole time I'm thinking oh my gosh I wish Josh was here it'd be so mm-hmm. much more fun so I think it's like moments like that for me I, I think we figured out like if we could if we could see each other like once in every two weeks it was like it was like we didn't go crazy mm-hmm. um but if it was like we would start hitting like that two and a half three week mark it would like we would get like irritated about dumb stuff when your husband's gone doing deployments or training or all these things they basically are wanting you to be super independent and like you know make sure you and like take care of yourself and all that stuff so like when Josh comes back or like when Andrew mm-hmm. comes back, you just have to get rethinking about somebody else and like what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that that sounds kind of selfish and it is really selfish, but it's like, it's true. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, I'm like, oh, well, this is where I'm used to eating. I'm used to doing this. I'm used to going here. I'm mm-hmm. used to working on it this time. But no, there's somebody else that. It's like you a know, switch you have it's to flip a, on and off. And honestly. It takes a transition. But yeah, Andrew and I, whenever we did a few years where we were just like on and off all the time and. When we were away, we figured out our rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then when we got together, we figured out our rhythm. But those transition times were always rough. Like two or three days. It was like, I don't like this. This is not <laughs> fun. <laughs> but... So just making sure that like it wasn't always one-sided. Because at first, like just because of our schedules, he would, he would visit me. And I could never go visit him. So just figuring out how to balance that. Just planning a trip because when we had something to look forward to it made it a lot easier but when we had no trip plan it's like i don't know the next time i'm gonna see you that was really hard mm-hmm. that was the worst part but having something to look forward to is probably <clears throat> a big big thing but we spent a lot of time facetiming i mean mm-hmm. there i had like a perfect little ledge on my dash that in the car i would just plop her up there <laughs> and she would ride with me to work. We would go to the grocery store together. We would eat dinner together. All yeah, on FaceTime. That's really cute. <laughs> yeah, that's really cute. The, the FaceTime thing was extremely helpful because I felt like we were getting a lot of quality time, but then it got difficult to feel like I was, you know, being efficient with my own life because I was constantly on FaceTime. Mm-hmm. So then the, probably the most difficult part was trying to find that balance of, how do we get the quality time but still take care of our responsibilities within our own lives? We didn't really text all day. Yeah. We would we would say good morning and then we would go <clears throat> do like all of our things throughout the day and then we always FaceTime at night and we didn't really text in between there. That was Most- one of the first things Andrew told me when we started dating. He's like, I, I'm not gonna text you. I was like, oh, okay. Well, most of the times that we, we had little disagreements was whenever we were communicating through text because Mm -hmm. you can misinterpret text so easily because I read it in whatever tone of voice I I'm creating that that she's saying towards me which you know I misinterpreted plenty of text (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah a phone call or FaceTime I think is the best way to communicate in a long distance relationship we worked so well together and she was so mature and was so good at communicating with me which communication is not typically my strong suit and she Mm kind of helped me develop uh, better communication skills like within a relationship. Um, and so I think the long distance and <clears throat> having to work through some of that stuff really helped us with that. Like it didn't go away because I was learning so much about her and myself, like being forced through that communication of long distance. A lot of FaceTime. 
<laughs> you're saying Jordan like literally used her coaching skills to make you a better. Yes, player. I guess. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's strong suit is not communication either. So <laughs> we're working on it as well. Male thing. It's a thing. Yeah. It is. So the one underlying theme that I think all those couples talked about is FaceTime. It's FaceTime. <laughs> Um, which is good. I think it's a great way to incorporate, and we did it, uh, your significant other into your daily routine without being overwhelming with text messages like I hate so much. Do you remember our date night over FaceTime? Let's tell the people about them. So this is going to be cheesy, but we used to have date nights where we would do dinner and a movie, but over FaceTime. So we would start the same exact movie at the same exact time, on FaceTime, and I'd be able to see your reaction to the movie, and you'd be able to see mine. Yeah. We'd sit there and have dinner, like you would eat, and like we'd chat, and I would eat, and we'd chat. Love is so funny, man. We even fell asleep a couple times with FaceTime on. Yeah. I remember that. It was really cute. Those were the good old days when you loved me. But again, I think that falls in... <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, those were the days when I liked you. I've always loved you. Wow, good point. Um, I think it just falls back to that point of making your significant other in a long-distance relationship feel involved. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with the therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Let's talk about the struggles that we have when we either depart or get back from a trip because <laughs> that's some of the worst times I feel like when we argue. Yeah. I, I think there's this subconscious pattern that Sean and I have where the couple hours before one of us leaves and really the couple, couple days, days after we're back together from a trip. We never get along. There's just this adjustment period where – it's yeah. because you go from being a clingy couple where we have our routines together and we know when we go to bed together, we know like how to operate together. You go from that to having to operate solo and then you get in your own rhythm and you become independent and stubborn and almost guarded a little bit because you don't have your significant other. So you kind of become a little bit cold. I think that's what... When, when you leave for a trip, that's why you're mean at me, yeah. mean to me, because you're like shutting down. Like, all right, I'm going Absolutely. solo Sean mode here. Absolutely. Because when I travel, I want nothing more than to be able to share it with you. Yeah. So I have this bad habit of like when I leave, especially if it's going to be for longer than a few days, I do shut off. I don't want to feel it. I don't want, you know, 
which is probably unhealthy. I should probably see something for that. Um, yep. But it, it makes it difficult for us. And yeah. I think that's hard for any long-distance relationship. You figure out who you are as individuals without your significant other with you. You figure out how Which that is works. a really positive thing, though. Beautiful. You can make it a great thing, and there's so many exciting things that happen in that independent growth. But it's always an adjustment when you're when you come back together or you leave each other. So let's talk about the lessons that we've learned in our time doing long distance that might help other people. Just a brief summary of what we talked about. I think FaceTime is awesome. Why? Because you get to see your person. You get to see their face and communicate with them. And it's the closest form to being in person with your significant other. To expand on that, I think <clears throat> that long-distance relationship can be a really positive thing if you allow the other person and you understand that the other person is going to grow without you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that's what one thing we did well was like, Sean's going to go have these epic experiences without me. That's awesome. I can support that and be excited for her in that. And then I waited for your FaceTime call. I didn't like, mm -hmm. I wasn't needy of like, Oh my gosh, Sean, tell me about what happened today. Oh, yeah. I didn't talk like that. Yeah. But <laughs> No, but But I think that's one important thing is realize that that growth is going to happen. I do want to talk about that one phone call though that we would encourage. Instead of like texting a lot through the day or calling throughout the day, that one phone call or however many phone calls you have to over-communicate. And I say that because <clears throat> we live in a world of social media. I would say one of the biggest challenges for us is seeing seeing snippets of each other's lives without the explanation, if that makes sense. Sure. So it's so easy to have insecurities when you're away from each other, when the world is trying to fill in the gaps of lost time. And your brain with those insecurities can jump to crazy places. It's just natural. So I think, one, be aware of social media for your significant other. And then, two, over-communicate and let them know like oh i someone posted this picture this is how it happened this is what we are doing this was the event i was at like try to over involve them yes i still make them feel special and yeah. loved um and i think another thing that can be learned is i feel like relationships are all about the story that you're telling yourself and the other person and when you're in a long-distance relationship, there's so many stories that happen that you can then fill your significant other in after the fact with. But when I look back on the, the way our communication evolved and the way we told each other those stories and, and figured out how to entertain the other person when they had nothing to do, you know what I'm saying? Like make the other person feel involved in something they, they weren't a part of. Mm -hmm. Like now as parents... I feel like that's a big thing too of of just communicating the small things, making them fun and yeah. making it uh making making dull and bland things exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, Allison, thank you so much for uh submitting that as a topic. I think it's an important topic. And I think I agree. it's super easy to do long distance distance relationships poorly and just kind of establish your own routine without the other person and let the relationship die slowly. But I think 
long distance relationships also provide a huge opportunity that could result in a lot of and don't let anyone tell you that long distance relationships can never work they can and they work every single day they can be more difficult and they can take more effort on you know from both parties but they can work yeah and don't let the naysayers tell you different so anyway if you guys have ideas for podcast topics that you want us to talk about and share stories uh, that Sean and I have had or also interview other couples, uh, you can email those video topics to couplethingspod at gmail.com and we go through each and every one of them. We love hearing from you guys. And if you haven't yet, give this show a rating and subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening to. We really appreciate it. Um, We appreciate your time and um, we'll see you next week on Couple Things. Peace out. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.